What was what was the green like for you as a child? What do you recall? Oh, ducks. <laughs> Went to see the ducks. And do you remember what you were wearing? I think a little beige suit. And the weather? Yes, quite fine. Quite nice. No rain. My name is Max Leonard Slotover. I was born 18th of June, 1912. Grew up in Dublin. My grandfather came from Lithuania. I wanted to know about my uh, remembering the uprising in 1916. Well, I was three and a half at that time, and my father took me on Easter Monday for a walk in Stephen's Green. And when it came time to leave, we heard shots. There were a lot of shots. And my father said, we better go home. And um, we walked towards the gate near Harcourt Street, and uh, there was a man there with a trench coat on and a cap and a gun. I can remember him quite clearly. He said, you can't go out this way. So he pointed us to another gate that led to Renola, and we had to spend the night there with friends. With no telephones, of course, my mother was very anxious about us, but we went home the next day. And my father, uh, we were short of bread, and he had a friend called Abraham Weinrong. And one wrong's brown bread was a sort of dark rye bread, delicious. And it came in round loaves. And he managed to get one from his friend. And he was, had it in a bag. And he was taking it back across Portobello Bridge. And uh, the British soldiers uh, stopped him and said, what have you got in the bag? He said, bread, a loaf of bread. They looked at it and they said, that doesn't look like bread. And they took him up to Portobello Barracks, got a bucket of water, put the bread in the water and stabbed it with bayonets. So we didn't have any bread that day. When I was nine, I had appendicitis. And a member of the family, Professor Abramson, came and saw me and got me into Portobello nursing home. And he got a man called Pearson to operate on me. Well, at the end, when I was better, the bill came. It was 25 pounds for the operation. And my father sent him a check for 15. He said, he's only a small fella. So uh, Pearson, there was a bit of a row about it. 
Then apparently, sometime later, they went to a Freemason's dinner and they were in the loo uh, standing next to each other and Pearson said, oh, Slotover, I didn't know you were a member here. Forget about the bill, the rest of it. My student days, which were great fun, at the Royal College of Surgeons, Ireland, studying medicine. Conti Leventhal was a lecturer in French at Trinity. When I was, you know, 17, he said, about time you learnt how to drink. He used to take me round the pubs <laughs> and teach me uh, what I could hold and what I... <laughs> what I should have and shouldn't have. Did he? Yeah, he taught me about wine and he would advise me, you know, how to hold your drink. And I had a friend called Jackie Mossovich in Dublin. His father had an Armstrong Sidley car and uh, we were allowed to take it out and drive around Dublin. And I was coming up Camden Street and the front tires got caught in the oncoming tracks of a, a tram and I froze and I would have been killed outright but my friend saw the situation, grabbed the wheels and pulled the car out and we missed the tram by that much. That's the luckiest thing that ever happened to me. Lovely book published by Lord Longford. And it's a history of the Gay Theatre, is it? Uh, pretty well at that time. There's some lovely pictures here. Orson Welles. Fantastic. That's me. They paid me two pounds a week. I was in the crowd scenes. And occasionally I had a word or two to say. What was Orson Welles like? I only remember him in one play. He was the ghost of Hamlet, and he brought the house down. He was great. I practised obstetrics and gynaecology until the war when I became a, an air raid surgeon and joined the army, British army. I went out to North Africa. <clears throat> we were bombed on the beaches at uh, Algiers and lost all our equipment going up the coast. There were two ships, uh, one carrying hospital equipment and the other carrying us and the uh, other ship was bombed, sank, and we arrived with one shirt each. <laughs> we took over a convent there in Philipville, and the nuns vacated, but they made a condition that we let them have the basement. And they used to come every week to the basement and um, take some things away. We found it was full of champagne. 
and they were taking a few bottles every week out for <laughs> consumption. Well, I was going to tell you about my late brother. He acted in the West End with Robert Donat in Lady Windermere's Fan, which he called Lady Fandermere's Wind. <laughs> he wrote a play during the war. He was in Dublin. And it was called The Refugee. And there was a man came to him and told him about the uh, situation in Germany, the Holocaust. He wrote a play and he was hauled up in front of the uh, government. Uh, he uh, produced it at the Peacock Theatre. And there were things in about Germany. And he was told, you know, we're neutral. We may be neutral against Germany, but we're neutral. And you can't, you have to cut that out of the play. Well, I retired after the war. And I went into business. My wife's family had a furniture business. One could make a certain amount of money at medicine, but you couldn't make the money that you would make in multiple trading because you had like 20 managers working for you. I thought it'd be good for my children too. I might be able to leave them a bit. enjoyed the retirement? Oh, very much, yes. Travelled quite a lot. Had a lovely wife, Peggy. And when did she die? Uh, 18 months ago. I'll show you her picture, if you like. It's over there by, on the right side of the clock. I'm 98, I'll be 99 in June, and my health is not bad, I'm a bit breathless because of the heart condition. Oh, I have, uh, most people have it, calcification of uh, one of the cusps of the aortic valve. In terms of your lifestyle, is there anything you can do about it? Lose weight. If you lose weight? Well, there's less weight for the heart, you see. Right. You don't. You're not carrying a lot of weight. No, but I can lose a few, few pounds. Too much wine, you know. Okay. So if you lose weight, that'll keep you going for a bit longer. I hope so. How much longer do you think you, you'll be going? For? Oh God, I can't afford to live longer. <laughs> I said to my son, uh, "You know, I'm running out of money." I said, "What if, what if I live to 105?" Oh, he said, "That'd be a disaster." <laughs> <laughs> there goes the inheritance. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>